0: Hello and welcome back to Between the Notes, a motif music podcast, recorded at the Parlor in Providence, Rhode Island. Today we are sitting down with the extremely talented Red Bridge Band. We want to thank the Parlor for hosting, as well as our other sponsors, R1 Entertainment, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, and Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island. We'll get started today by enjoying a performance from our guests before we sit down with them to discuss their experiences with the local music scene. So sit back. Turn up the volume and enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to Between the Notes with Motif Magazine. We are the Red Bridge Band. You're here live. We're, thank you. All right, so I think is it Ted's turn to do a song now? Yeah, oh my good. god, so we're gonna pass the reins over to Ted. Ted Seely, ladies and gentlemen.
0: All
2: right, with a little cream. Yeah, yeah. All right.
1: To between the Notes with Motif Magazine. That's right, Motif Magazine, everyone's favorite publication. Giving you reviews, all the concert news, all the dates that you should be, impo- that are important that you should go view. Great publication. Woo! And thank you, everybody, for still doing it. The word of print has been out lately, so we're happy that we can pick one up at the, yeah. matter of fact, I just p- folded one up and put it in my pocketbook.
3: Go to Louisiana pretty soon, and it's one of my favorite songs from that. Lisa J, everybody.
1: Two minutes left, we're gonna make it, we're gonna make it.
2: Start tonight and do things right. You're controlling, also oh, so bold.
4: Paula, thank you. Motif,
1: thank you. Motif, thank you, Paula. This was a great opportunity. God bless everybody, man.
5: <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Between the Notes with Motif Mag here at the Parlor in Providence, Rhode Island. I am the interviewer for today, Jack Downey. It's great to be back. And with me tonight are the Red Bridge Band. Thank you guys for being here. Thank,
4: thank, you. You. thank you.
5: And if you didn't see their set earlier on the live stream, they did a phenomenal job including a really great version of Bad Moon Rising by Clearance Kurata Revival, as well as some other classic rock tunes. So before we get started, uh, would you like to introduce yourselves and the instrument that you play? I'm Jay, lead guitar, Jay Ramasco.
3: Lisa G, keyboards and accordion.
6: John Popoli on drums. Ted Seeley, bass and
1: vocal.
5: Paul Gologli on rhythm.
1: Sarah T, vocals. And it's only fitting that the youngest went last. <laughs>
5: Vocals and tambourine. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: right. And it's yeah. a mean triangle.
5: <laughs> That's, it's underrated. It's an underrated position in any band.
6: No cowbell.
5: No? Nothing to cure the fever?
6: <laughs>
5: but, so, I gotta say, I mean, I, I really liked the selection of songs that you had. Uh, a lot of really cool tunes. It, it kind of spanned from, uh, like, later 60s stuff to some bluesier elements, and I thought that was really cool. So... Uh, wh- who are some of the acts that you would say have influenced you?
6: Well, we uh, we kind of grown out of Roots Rock, you know. We're uh, John and Paul and I have been, believe it or not, we've been kind of jamming together for over 50 years. Wow. <laughs> uh, we met in college back in 69, 70, and uh, started to just play jam music when bands like Credence and The Band and, uh, you know, uh, Cream and uh, all kinds of music like that. Stevie Winwood, Blind Faith, uh, w- was going strong. So we've, we we kind of come from that heritage, and uh, and then we've grown in roots music. Lisa, you know, plays a lot of uh, New Orleans stuff, and uh, so it's 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 developed there, but it's based around kind of roots rock, I guess you'd say. Lisa,
5: don't yeah. You? Yeah. Roots rock. Okay, interesting. You know,
4: I, I think our influences have changed over the years because. Going back to the 60s, we were listening to, you know, The Stones, The Beatles, and Creedence and them, and then, you know, now we're listening to stuff like Jason Isbell and, you know, in between John Hyatt and, uh, you know, Steve Earle and all those people. So it kind of, it spans many generations of music, actually.
5: That's awesome. I mean, it's great that it's, you've continued to listen to new things over time. Because that's, that's, there, there are so many people who just, like, lambast, all, all new music when, you know, like you said, there's, there's, there are people like Jason Isbell who are actually really good. So, yeah. and, with,
0: and, and with six of us in the, in the band, what's really fun is each of us bring our own preferences. And so we have a great song selection process. That's why I think we end up with a, a really good mix of cool songs because everybody has something they love and they bring it forward. We try it out. If we think we can do a great job on it, then it gets in the set. That's just how we do it.
5: That makes sense. So I gotta say to the uh, to the two guitar players as well. Um, I was loving as a guitar player myself. Uh, I was loving the guitar tones that you guys were throwing down. I mean, it was it was some truly great stuff. Um, honestly, you might have single-handedly influenced me to get a Stratocaster. Actually, <laughs> I I have I have a Telecaster. That that was the first guitar I ever got, and I love it. It's it's been amazing. Uh, but that I mean, I don't know. I, I'm starting to come around. I'm starting to come around. So yeah, but so what? I mean, obviously, you guys—you—you said you were in college during some of the like craziest bands in in the history of rock and roll. I mean, so what would you say was the big impetus that 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 drove you guys to to, to pick up instruments?
4: Well, uh, Jay played guitar well before I did, and we got together uh, after we got out of college. We a bunch of us moved down to DC and. You know, he influenced me to get a guitar. I got one and I started playing. And then John's been playing drums for quite a while. But he was out in Chicago and all over the place. So it took us a while to get back together. He moved back to East Providence. Um, I was living in Providence the whole time. Jay was in Providence. And the three of us got together and we just started playing. And eventually started, you know, looking for someone to play with us. And then we got a couple of great musicians to join us. Lisa came around because Lisa lives in John's neighborhood, and they just happened to, you know, meet up musically. Actually, because she, she plays in a, a group that uh, does acoustic, uh, you know, they just kind of play out out and uh, and then Ted joined the band, and uh, you know, great bass player, love him.
7: So yeah, it's it's kind of evolved over time. I've been playing music uh, probably since I was about ten years old. Um, School bands, that kind of thing, uh, trombone, baritone, and then uh, started playing bass in my late teens. Um, pretty much self-taught, but I could read music and just taught myself the technique. Played in bands, and uh, uh, so I've been, I've been playing music for a long time. But you That's took awesome. a break, big break, too, Tim. Big break, Yeah, yeah. I was away from it for I won't tell you how many years, but a long time. Okay, raised a family and, and so on. Uh, got back into it about seven years ago, I guess. And I said, something I'd like to do, pick up the bass and got back in and then connected with these guys. So, That's great, that's yeah. awesome.
0: Ted, I didn't know that. That's the same time I started playing drums yeah. about seven years ago because I was a saxophone player prior yeah. to yeah. in high yeah. school and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah really? isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. and um, I actually met John. I was playing accordion with my other group on the side of the road, Uh, (laughs) Rumford Junction. We were on here uh, a few months ago, and John walked by and said, does anybody here play keyboards? And I'm Mm. like, well, this is kind of a keyboard. But yeah, I do have keyboards, so that's how I ended up with the... So I I unleashed my rock side, which I... These guys have really (laughs) helped me to um, develop that part of my repertoire. Break out of that shell. I've always been doing acoustic and folk and bluegrass, and I I love all that stuff. But um, when I connected with these guys, I got into the rock. And I think well, we forgot to talk about our newest member, Sarah. Yeah. I was, I was
4: just say that.
1: They found me in a fetal position on the side <laughs> of the road <laughs> in 2020. No, actually,
4: actually, what we found was uh, a singer, yeah. because yeah. <laughs> we That's were they we say. were we were groping to uh, to sing these songs. We're like, oh man, you know, nobody in the band can really sing them well enough, and so we we looked for a singer, and <laughs> we found Sarah. So tell us, you you played well, you I, sang I've before? I've
1: been in bands for 30. 30 years, well over 30 years. I used to, um, oh gosh, I've been in punk rock bands, I've been in new wave bands, I've been in uh, 80s cover bands. I mean, I remember hoisting myself up freight elevators to go audition for bands back Sarah, in the olden days.
0: when are you going to bring us a punk rock tune to try out? Come on.
1: Well, but I've always had like a country kind of outlawry, kind of like the outlaw station on Sirius. It's like my favorite radio station. It's just so good. And the, the country musicians and um, all those, like Waylon Jennings, and I know my, my grandma loved Hank Williams and Sr. and Jr. And um, those songs are timeless, and just, they're so good. I'm a huge Buck Owens fan. I could listen to him all day. I just heard Who Will Mow Your Grass on the way down here. Um, this is just unbelievable music, and it gets, I think, not lost, but it's just nice to... Uh, Play it and, and be part of um, just uh, whatever. I'm sounding like an idiot now, but.
5: No, no, um, no, no, no.
1: Yeah, so, um, so uh, again, um, Steely Dan, big fan of. Um, it, it's just music brings everybody together, and I Definitely. don't think it matters uh, what you're playing. I think it's if everyone's enjoying it, um, then you can't go wrong. No, it's a good outlook to have. Yeah, I mean, that's, everyone thinks that. I mean, it's it's universal, so. And even if you like to do karaoke and go out, it's. It's all good, man. You like to sing? That's awesome. I'll let one page Ted take it over. <laughs>
6: <laughs> but Jack, you know, it, I, I've watched some of the, the uh, video from the from the parlor, and uh, and there's a lot of origi- great original bands that play here. You know that di- all different types of music, whether it's punk or thrash or just country, uh, and there's a lot of original written tunes. And uh, so we play some songs that people might not know that we kind of think of as originals in a way. You know, they might not know Dwight Yoakam Fast as You, but if, but if it's up-tempo and, and, and just rocking out, like we played at the Hot Club uh, uh, a week ago Friday night. We played a three-hour and 20-minute gig, which for us was, like, exhausting. But we played that long because we had three encore calls, wow. and we ended up with a, a song that is, was well-known called Knock on Wood by Eddie Floyd, which is a soul okay. tune, and uh, the crowd went nuts. So we, tr- we try to m- put in songs like that as well, but it's, it's a really good mix. John referred to our, s- our selection process where everybody brings five tunes. We sit down like this and go through 25 or 30 songs, and then if they get, say, four votes, then we try them. And then we know we've got something, whatever it is. You know, whether it's dragging the line or end of the line, um, we play those two tunes. They get they get put in, so it's it's a fun mix. And and uh, but we got some really cool tunes like that people do know, like Creedence and the Stones too. So,
5: no, and I think that's really cool because I mean, like Sarah said, I mean a lot of these great songs by a lot of great bands kind of get lost because they're not hits, which is unfortunate because, you know, I mean. I I I think I can speak for pretty much all musicians where you don't want to be known by only like a handful of songs. I mean, it's great if you have any songs that stand the test of time, but I think yeah. it'd be greater to have people who actually can find some of the deeper cuts and appreciate those. So that's I th- I think that's really cool. But and on on in terms of like taking even more well-known songs and making them your own I mean you you had accordion on Bad Moon Rising which leads me to my next topic of discussion which is I mean how easy is it to incorporate an accordion into a rock band Uh,
3: no problem (laughs) there you go obviously (laughs) no I I mean I've, I've been playing accordion a lot more than I started out on keyboards as a kid but I mean I have adapted accordion because I like to go to a lot of festivals and outdoor things and jams and that's works better in that setting. So I said, or I met John. I was playing accordion, and he was like, oh, does anybody... And I said, well, yeah. Key- I had this keyboard I n- hardly ever used. So I like to have some accordion. I convinced these guys to have it on a couple songs, like some of these yeah. tunes. Not convinced, but... Well, they were like, they're always like, turn it up, turn it up, you know? So, <laughs> we wanted on every like, song. <laughs> so, you know, and I like a lot of the um, uh, Louisiana music, as we mentioned, like Zydeco and Cajun and stuff like that. And, you know, we have a... We don't have a Zydeco tune yet, but I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> get it's on one it? One of the, the five songs? Yeah. No, I, I don't have one yet. But um, I don't think it's hard to incorporate. To me, it's just like a vertical keyboard to me. And it just has a different little tone, different tone. And it's fun. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I was just
0: going to say that uh, we are so happy to be here, to be out playing again. Uh, we have a couple of things coming up. Is it okay to mention those things? Go for it. Uh, all right, so...
7: Ted. Yeah, um, July 23rd. Uh, we're going to be playing at uh, Pelly's Place in Narragansett. It's on Boston Neck Road. Tim Pelliccioni is the owner, and uh, we'll be playing there uh, four seven on the tw- Saturday, the 23rd.
5: Another three-hour set. Another
7: three-hour uh, set. Hours. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: The 286 Club on Maple Avenue, Barrington. That's going to be July 30th. Uh, great food, great atmosphere. Uh, my friend Kate uh, just opened it. And she um, is a great person, and I think it's going to be a great, fun time. 286 Club, Barrington, July 30th. And we're
0: always playing in somebody's backyard. 8 to backyard. 11. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. it's a lot of fun to do that as well. It's a great way to have a rehearsal. Um, I hope we're entertaining the neighbors. I hope <laughs> we haven't seen any police cars yet, so maybe we That's are. That's good. And uh, so thank you for letting us tell you about that, Jack. Yeah, no, Appreciate absolutely.
5: It. I mean, you guys heard it here first. Um, Red Bridge Band. Gonna be playing July 23rd in Narragansett and July 30th in Barrington and possibly in a backyard near you. <laughs> so,
7: if you've ever tried to coordinate schedules for six people, you know what we're talking about. You know?
5: It's yeah, my 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 bands have four people and that's difficult enough. So yeah, I can only imagine with six.
6: <laughs> By the way, Jack, thanks to Eric. I mean, you mentioned the guitar sound, um, so the. For us to have this kind of micing and PA, it, it's super cool for us. It's super professional, and thank you to Eric and the hot cl- uh, the uh, parlor, you, for uh, for that sound. Because that what you were hearing out of the whole band really I, really came through. Him. I kept
7: looking to see who the bass player was because I wasn't sure.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> thank you, the video man over there.
5: Yeah, that's yeah. we'll Sean. We'll oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. Be great.
2: We'll get you
5: <laughs> Sounds good. But yeah, yeah, shout out to Eric and Sean for yeah, making these yeah. live streams possible. Well, I was actually going to ask about when your next gigs are coming up, but I should ask too, how, so do you guys travel around like New England or the country or do you mainly stick to Rhode Island? We're
3: getting there. We're getting there. We'll go, it depends on how much they want to pay us. If we want to go, you want to send us to New Hampshire, have a nice sweet in the pot, sure. you know. But, so...
4: We are we are, be, we are we are just we are just yeah. Beginning.
3: We just came over the red bridge. <laughs> we just made it over the red bridge.
4: Really, we just you know because of the pandemic and everything, w- we're just starting to get out. But we're open to new dates. You know, we're looking for uh, opportunities to play out. Probably mostly in Rhode Island, maybe maybe Southern Mass, whatever. But uh, yeah. We're
1: free for weddings and yeah. bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs and birthday parties.
5: Classic.
0: You can't ask this group a question. You'll get
1: a million
5: answers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, but that's sometimes Sometimes it's like pulling teeth, so yeah, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, and also, I should ask, what, what is the Red Bridge? Is that the Golden Gate Bridge, or is that a different bridge? Oh,
7: oh, God. Right. Oh. Oh, God.
5: Okay, well, so, so a little so, history for you. Yeah, Between <laughs>
4: Providence and East Providence, many years ago, there was a bridge called the Red Bridge, which connected the cities. Okay. That was torn down, and they built the Henderson Bridge. Okay. So, if you go to the end of Waterman and you just keep going, you will eventually run into the 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 old giant, you know, uh, granite blocks that supported the red bridge that went directly across the original red bridge. So, when we were getting together, John lives in East Providence. Jay and I live in Providence. So, I thought, okay, let's get something that connects the two of them. My
1: business is in the shadow of the Henderson Bridge.
4: Right. Mm -hmm. So. We just decided the Red Bridge Band was a good name for the band. Yeah, yeah.
6: And yeah. Now so that's where it comes from. They're building a new one. They're tearing it down. They're building the new Red Bridge, and, really. <laughs> and uh, it'll be ready in two years. Are they and call it the Red Bridge, though. We are. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be the
3: same. It can't change. That's the rule of Rhode
6: Island. It's kind of cool though, because it bridges the, the you know the two sides, and, and there's a bridge of a lot of different kinds of music, you know, that we yeah, play. So so it has a have, nice. But except for Tone.
2: Yeah, I come from
7: South County, so I just travel, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I pack an overnight bag for rehearsal. <laughs>
1: Except the toll company's been looking for you. I know, I know.
5: No, that's pretty cool. And yeah, I mean you know, no matter what they call it, I guess it'll always be the Red Bridge, right? I mean some some you know, they they change the name of things all the time, but I think the original name Always sticks out the most, even when the new one's done. Even if
3: they paint it green,
5: that would be difficult. Yeah, if they painted it green, it really would not be the red bridge anymore. So hopefully they don't do that. Hopefully they respect the history of the bridge. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, they're making another rotary, which is quite (coughs) more confusion in this
5: state.
4: (laughs) So one one thing is a band that we should acknowledge is John and his wife Chris, who allow us to practice in their basement every week. It's it's a great I mean it's a great setup because you know John's got his drums set up and uh, he doesn't have to move them and we just show up all the that's amps the are there and we're able to practice for a couple hours once a week but uh it's like
3: we're yeah. again. I love And it. last year we were outside like um yeah. Actually when I joined these guys it was 2020 and there was nothing going on and yeah. these guys were playing in the backyard every week and it was a perfect um in thing to classical. do <laughs> So that's you know we think we entertained the neighbors. Yeah. I don't know. We
6: did so. They came they're not out. calling the police, they I think. They came out on job Friday job nights. Myself. Yeah. But we uh, you know, speaking of where we played I mean, John, and as I said, John and Paul and I played jammed a long time. We played Bad Moon Rising on acoustic guitars with guys playing bongos like John and yeah. just banging away. And to come around to that type of music still is really cool. but we, oh, yeah, I bet. we played a reunion party. For our group that w- where we met in Europe in, in junior year abroad in college uh, and uh, and then uh, you know we played acoustic mostly a, le- a little bit of electric and then we played an electric gig in Chicago yeah. for our group and John was living there and then you know he we we'd get together at Paul's basement which we called Studio A Studio B is but. And John would fly out. We'd rent drum kits, a PA. We, you know, f- try to play bass, and Paul and I would play, and we'd play all weekend. We'd play Friday night through Sunday morning, and then everybody Crazy. would leave. It was like the Alman Brothers, you know, holing up in a house for two weeks. it was. Except
1: we couldn't play. Like except,
6: <laughs> no, except it was three days. But then, you know, just pointing out what Paul said, John moved you know, and his wife, Chris, were going to move from Chicago, and they were looking at North Carolina and other places, and the fact is, they, they chose Rhode Island, and I, I, I'd I have to think a tiny bit of it had to do with music,
2: oh, sure.
6: and, and so that came full around when he moved back, and then he, then when he was looking for houses, he specifically needed a basement that was going to support probably three bands, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, it's kind of cool the way it it all came back around uh, for us. And, and then finding Ted, we lucked out John, put ads out. Ted lives in Wakefield. We said, oh, man, he'll never come to Providence. He did. And then uh, finding Lisa just fortuitously and then Sarah the same way. Just as, it's, a, it's really gratifying for us to play with three new people.
5: Yeah, I bet. No, that's, it's, it's, that's, that's a very cool... I guess, story throughout time, the fact that it's kind of just yeah. worked out this way. There's a bridge there, yeah. Yeah, goes back to the bridge. Well, I believe that that's all the time we have, so thank you so much for joining me today. Thank, thank you, you Redbridge Man. Thank Red thank
6: Thanks for having us. Thank you, Motif. Thank you, Motif. Thank, yeah. yeah. thank you, Pauler. Great. great work. Eric and Sean, thank you. Yeah.
5: And thank you to our sponsors for today, who are Trinity Beer Garden, R1 Racing, and Graysale Brewery. And thank you, as always, to the parlor for hosting. And thank you to everyone who tuned in and listened. If you want to watch back to this, you can look it up on Facebook. Um, This audio will be on Spotify uh, at some point, hopefully soon. So definitely keep checking it out and stay tuned for next week's podcast. Until then, have a good night and stay safe. Thank you.
0: This has been Motifs Between the Notes. We would like to take a moment to once more thank the sponsors for this episode, The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, and Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island. And thank you for listening.